the Sports Kings NFL Division Around Playoff Show. I am your host, Mean Gene Sports Machine, getting you ready for the NFL Division Arounds that will be taking place this weekend. We are streaming live here on Podbean.com. I will be joined here shortly by my co-host, uh, Dustin Pfeiffer here, and I believe he is on now. Let's bring him on. Joining me from Charlotte, North Carolina, he covers the Carolina Panthers and the Charlotte Hornets for Valley Sports Southeast. Welcome, Dustin. Mean Gene, what's going on? We are continuing to roll. We had a great wild card weekend, and now we really get serious as we get into these divisional <laughs> round games. It, look, it wasn't like we wasn't serious already, Dustin. I mean, we, we have That's been true. serious since... Uh, the preseason back in <laughs> August of 2023. <laughs> That's true, but you know these wild card games. You never know what's going to happen. But what they say, they what do they say? They say this divisional round is normally the best weekend of NFL football because that's normally when you get the best matchups of these teams, and we've got some good matchups of some teams that are playing some really good football right now. Yeah, we do. We got, yeah, you're right. Keyword, playing some good football right now. If you are playing in mid-January, you have done something right. We are down to what uh, they call the Elite Eight, right, in, in the NFL. Yeah. And this is great stuff here, man. And I tell you what, there are some teams here, the number one seeds, they have been sitting and waiting for their chance to get in there. And, Dustin, I mean, do you buy into the mid that man the teams that you know they earn number one but then again they take a little bit of slack for just kind of sitting and waiting uh because they haven't been in action like some of these teams from the wild cards and 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 and, and been steamrolling yeah i definitely think it's an interesting concept now last year we had we had both number one seeds that did make it to the Super Bowl, so that kind of kind of played itself out, and, and the bye helped those teams. But I do think that we do see that happen a lot in the NFL, Gene, where these teams who were rolling, you know, take a look at, you know, the 49ers and the Ravens, two of the hottest teams in football. Obviously, you get a week off, you get to get some guys rested and, and who are banged up and get them healthy. So there are advantages, obviously, to having the bye. It's one less game you got to win. But we have seen a lot of times in the past where a team who gets rolling and wins that wild card game and is feeling good about themselves and, and stays in their normal weekly routine goes out there and upsets these teams that have had to buy. So I, I do buy into that sometimes. Now, obviously, if your team is good enough, um, like some of these teams are, you're going to get past it like last year the Chiefs and the Eagles did. But having we've said this over and over the last few weeks, Gene, having momentum, and we just said it just now, playing the best football uh, going into these games is what's going to win these games. And, and we've got, and I just said it, we've got a lot of hot teams that are going into, you know, these teams who have had a buy. So I'm very interested to see how this is going to play out. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And folks, before we get ahead of ourselves, the show is brought to you by thescore.com. Look, if you are looking for updates, scores, highlights, you name it, thescore.com, they have it. Your favorite teams, you can follow your updates, breaking news, all of that stuff thescore.com and Dustin you, you brought up a good point you know two number ones make it last year and folks just don't really understand it is rare for the number one seeds and we try to tell people and I've yeah. been saying this all week on the Mean Gene show it's so easy to get caught up in you know Baltimore and San Francisco yeah they did what they needed to do to, to secure those number one seeds but that has only happened, what, 13, maybe, you know, th what, 13 to 14 times. And yeah. that, that's not indicative of how things will plan, uh, you know, will work out in as far as Super Bowl 58 is concerned. Yeah, no, absolutely. And you talk about specifically this weekend with those two teams with the number one seeds. And I know we're going to get into it more as we get into our picks. But just think about this, Gene. You're going to have the Houston Texans going to the Baltimore Ravens. And you're going to have the Green Bay Packers going to the San Francisco 49ers. Now, if you go back to last weekend on the wild card weekend, you tell me off the top of your head, who probably had the two most impressive performances of the weekend, you're going to say the Houston Texans and the Green Bay Packers. Thank so you. those are two dangerous teams that are going to face those number one seeds right now. And that's why I say you can't just sit here and say, oh, these teams, they have a bye, they're going to advance, they've been the best teams all year. Because Houston and Green Bay, 
just put two of the most impressive performances you could on the road. Well, Houston had a home game, but think about it. Yeah, yeah. Green Bay went on the road to Dallas, who was undefeated <laughs> at home. And I know we're going to talk about that, Gene, your Super Bowl pick. But they go on the road to a team who was undefeated Ooh. at home and manhandled them. So you don't think that gives them confidence that they can go Man. on the road and get this done again? Man, it's going to be fun to watch this weekend. It, yeah, it's scary. And, and, and let's go back here because just like we did in the regular season, we did our weekly picks on the uh, Sports Kings NFL Weekly Countdown show. And we, we did the same thing for the wild card weekend picks. Dustin, I tell you what, man, you can tell us the playoffs because we were identical. Uh, we we were two and four. Okay. <laughs> it's just, okay, just not crazy. Good. Not good. I mean, not good. I, it, it was just crazy. Okay. Uh, you had uh, you had the Browns, the Chiefs, Bills, yeah. Cowboys, Rams, and Eagles. I had the Browns. Dolphins, Bills, Cowboys, Lions, and Eagles. D- different games, but we ended up with the same record. Just well, well first of all, let me let me just say this to go for the two and four. For one of those losses, I've never been so happy in my entire life <laughs> to take an L on radio to see those Cowboys get dismantled like they did. So I will gladly take that L and sit with it. Now, oh, on the flip goodness. side, I, I also want to call us both morons for actually thinking that the Eagles could write the ship because, Gene, mm. we saw the writing on the wall for weeks about this team. But me and you, we thought it's the playoffs, it's Jalen Hurts, they're going to figure it out, and they can't figure it out. It was a train wreck, and it was an embarrassment what the Eagles and basically the Cowboys, two of our losses, put on TV on Sunday. Yeah, you know, and look, we the, the more I've had time to think about it and, 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 and you know, just kind of like doing the Mean Gene show – in the mornings, and I've had more time to analyze this because, look, we saw that 10-1, and and what what we saw is what we saw. We saw domination, and we both, you know, Dustin, we said, look, the the three teams to beat in the uh, NFC were the Cowboys, Eagles, and the 49ers, and shame on us for just totally disrespecting the Detroit Lions, okay, who, hell, might just make it to the Super Bowl, okay, um, yeah. But look, and then who knew that uh, the Eagles would lose what six of the last seven? I think that's what it was, right? And yeah, I then mean, it was a train wreck. It was a train wreck. But look, Dustin, I mean, it's just like look, and I hate this analogy, but it's like a, a helicopter that's just kind of propelling. It's, it's, it's about to crash, and you're thinking it's yeah. going to find its way back up and, and fly again. But, man, when that sucker starts just going all over the place and going down, it's going down. We thought the Eagles would be, you know, would find their way and, and find a win. There's just no way. That helicopter was going down, Dustin, and we just failed to, to, to look at that. I mean, I, you know, they went down there, and, and, and Tampa Bay and Baker Mayfield, man, they just, oh, my goodness. I mean, they – they just didn't and recover. And again, it just goes to show you that it's it's when it comes to these NFL playoffs, it's more than just about the talent on the field because all of these teams are there for a reason and all of these teams have talent. And you look at the Eagles who probably, you know, obviously they had some injuries, but they have one of the most talented rosters in the league. But the locker room chemistry was not there. There was a lot of turmoil going on the last few weeks. The, the coordinator situation from taking away the play calling for the defensive coordinator, just so many factors went into it that you have to look at it as a whole, the chemistry, the talent, everything, and which team is gelling at the right point. And obviously the Eagles went the complete opposite way, and it showed. And, Gene, it wasn't just like, oh, go down to Tampa, lose a close game to Tampa Bay. No, it was a complete embarrassment where yeah. they didn't even look like they belonged on the same Oh, it was bad. 32-9, to nine, it was – it was bad, and then I, I, I you know, I mentioned that uh, earlier today because when you go to evaluate someone like Nick Seriani, you, you, yeah. you have to go and look at, like you said, Dustin. You know, you look at the ten and one. Well, what the hell did we do right then, versus yeah. what happened on the back end of this? And you got to dissect this and see. I mean, look, injuries play a part in this. Coaching gets in the way. You make good decisions, bad decisions. If there's personnel changes or even if there's admin changes and coaching. So, you know, uh, I mean, but whatever it was, it caught up with them. There was no way they were just going to turn it around in one game. 
Yeah, and I believe you said going to the last game that if they if they lost and they did get rid of Nick Sirianni, it would be a mistake. So are you standing by that, that if they get rid of him, it's a mistake? Well, I mean, I, I have to – I will say that because I think now we are starting to see a trend where players are now starting to step up and defend their coaches, just like we said with yeah. T.J. Watt. Um, and we saw just a couple of days ago where the Raiders um, – the Raiders, uh, who is the guy? You know what I'm talking about, right? The the, the linebacker with the Raiders who said, "Hey, oh, if they don't, yeah, if they don't hire, if they don't hire Antonio Pierce, you know, I want to yeah. trade." So I think players are starting to, players are sick and tired of all this turnover. Players yeah. are sick and tired of all because look, when you bring in someone else, uh, man, you just shaking up everything. You coming in, you bringing in a new staff, a new philosophy. You know, from the owner, you can bark and yell what you want. As far as, you know, if, if you're going to bark and yell what you want, because you probably said the same thing to the last coach, well, you might as well just keep the same coach. I think the, yeah. the Eagle players are have spoken up, Fletcher Cox, these guys, even even uh, Jason Kelsey. I think they have given him a, a – uh, uh, they have co-signed for him. And I, I, think, I think the biggest thing they need to figure out this offseason, and we, and we forget, Gene, don't forget they lost both coordinators. Last Thank year. you. And, Thank and both coordinator, coordinators turned out to be pretty darn good head coaches in their first year. You had Steichen yes. in Indianapolis who almost made the playoffs. And even Gannon out in Arizona, he had that team playing hard every week. So when you go from two different coordinators, and then on top of that, you change defensive coordinators to Patricia midseason, you've got a lot of turnover. And, and maybe those coordinators made Sirianna look better than he was as a head coach. That's what we're going to find out. But they've got to get that, that like you said, that continuity figured out. Yeah. Maybe, you know, I, I think the offensive coordinator probably stays, but the defensive coordinator obviously was a mess. They couldn't tackle anybody, Gene. It, it was unbelievable. So they, they've got a lot of stuff to figure out when it comes to not only the roster on defense, but also that coaching staff to make sure that they yeah. want to get back on track next year. I mean, coordinators are important, and it's unfortunate that these guys are one and done now. I mean, they just just – like like college football players. I mean, they're college players. I mean, they're one yeah. and done because they move around they're hot. Yeah. They, they're going to move. They want that opportunity just like uh, anything else. But, you know, also I had mentioned, Dustin, I mean, you know, the NFL is just like a business. I mean, you, you're running your shop. You're running your office. Man, yeah. you lose your best person. I mean, come on. Your your office is going to suffer. You know, I mean, it's just the, it's the same. You got to develop these people. You got to you got to. Next man up, but you got to be grooming people. You got to you got to always have an eye on that talent, and whether you yeah. whether you see it from somewhere else. Well, you, not only do you have to scout players, but you got to scout coaches. I think you know, and I think that's what the the NFL is coming to. So we'll see. I think they should keep Sir uh, Sirianni because I think he is still the pulse of that, and I think you know, in in light of what Jerry Jones did with with. Yeah. Um, you know, with with uh, McCarthy, I think you're gonna see that. And, and if the Raiders decide to keep um, Pierce, I think you're gonna see that now because man, it's tough to start all over again. Well, well, listen, you you just had the perfect segue because we we've talked enough about the Eagles. Can we please <laughs> get into what has made my weekend and made me the happiest person? Listen, Gene, I, I'm in Charlotte. I'm with the Panthers, who had the worst record in the NFL. I've had a rough NFL season when it comes to watching my team play football. But that moment on Sunday to watch the Dallas Cowboys, the number two seed, undefeated at home, averaging almost 40 points a game, to go out there and get dismantled by a seven-seed Green Bay Packers team who just squeaked into the playoffs and, and really does not have that good of a defense what was truly and, – and even though I, I enjoyed watching it, Gene, I was truly shocked to see how that played out. And I know you were as well because I know, again, I'll keep mentioning it, you did have the Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but I think this is going to finally prove to you that no matter how good it looks in the regular season, Gene, it's always going to go wrong for the Dallas Cowboys in the playoffs. Well, I mean, you know, i tell you what, at some point in time, you just really got to put your hand on the pulse of this. I mean, it could be, you know, it could be the black cat effect or it could be something. What is it? What is it? I really did believe that, they had something, meaning talent, meaning the yeah. coach. You know, McCarthy, you get a Super Bowl winning coach. Everybody wants a Super Bowl winning coach running things in the organization. So I think the Cowboys did good there. Um, 
I, you know, I sort of kind of looked at this stuff, uh, Dustin. Uh, look, even uh, Dan Quinn, man, I mean, you had it all. You got a defensive coordinator that, yeah. man, that, that was with the Legion of, 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 of Doom, uh, Boom back in the day. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know, man. I mean, sometimes you can just be cursed like that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to pin it all on one game. A lot of times you have to give credit to the team that put together a good game plan. I mean, I think the Cowboys was looking – I think the Cowboys and their fans were looking ahead. You look at a seventh seed. When was the last time a seventh seed, you know, did what yeah. Green Bay did, right? Yeah. You know, they. I, I just think people didn't look at the fact that Green Bay had a game plan. Green Bay, these rookies, man, these rookies are coming into the NFL today, Dustin, and they balling, okay? And if you ain't doing your homework, man, you're going to get beat. So Dallas probably just overlooked these guys figured, okay, we're going to get a home game today. We're going to get another home game yeah. next week. And let's look forward to the NFC championship game. Yeah. And I think that's what happened. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of blame to go around. Obviously, it starts at the top with the head coach because you could obviously see, for whatever reason, that the team was not prepared. Um, you can go to the defense who Dan Quitt is considered the best coordinator on that team and it's supposed to be being looked at for head coaching jobs, but that was not a good performance on Sunday to, to add to your resume when you're trying to get a, new, a head coaching job back in the NFL. Um, but, I mean, listen, the defense. Let's talk – I mean, Micah Parsons, he, he was a no-show. As good as he is, as big time as he is, he was a no-show in that game. The, the offense, Dak Prescott. He was a no-show oh, in that man. game. I mean, pick sixes, interceptions. Oh, and again, Dak Prescott is a very good quarterback, but this continues to happen to him in the playoffs, and it's possible that this is just who he is in big games. There's just so much to talk about with Dallas. I mean, I don't know where to start. And, and like you said, Gene, at some point, it, there's got to be some type of curse, black cat, something. Ooh. I don't know. I don't Jerry Jones. I don't know what it is, but well. I, until you see it on the field, Gene, they could. I'm telling you right now, they could go 17 and 0 next year. And until I see it in the playoffs, mm. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pick them to make a deep run in the playoffs. And Gene, yeah. again, let's remind everybody, it's not even about a Super Bowl. It's about winning a game in the playoffs. This team hasn't been into the NFC Championship game in 28 years. Not a Super Bowl. So yeah. we're just talking about a team winning a couple of games in a row. And they had it set up on a silver platter for them finally to get a home game to win the division. And once again, they, it was just a complete train wreck. And, and, I mean, listen, I don't know where they go from here. They keep McCarthy. Obviously, we saw that news. But it is going to be an interesting offseason, like it always is, for the Dallas Cowboys. Well, look, you know, I think um, Tony Romo and Dak Prescott probably make up, what, almost 20 years of those uh, yeah. 28, 29 years. And all those other quarterbacks in between were meaningless. So um, I don't know. I mean, are they spending too much time on quarterbacks that are just not, you know, that are good but not good enough? Because the difference between Tony Romo and Dak Prescott is that they're not Troy Aikman. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you get a C.D. Lamb, you get, you know, these guys in there. C.D. Lamb is, is I mean, they, look, they – the numbers look good. Everything just looked good. I, I don't know. Dak Prescott may not be the answer. And, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm afraid that, you know, Jerry gave a very emotional speech. I, I like that they bring in Mike McCarthy back. But, man, you got to tweak oh, something. Oh, 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 time what? out, time out. You do like that they're bringing Mike McCarthy back. Well, I mean, I, I have to I have to agree with that in the sense that what do you – I mean, what do you do? How, what, what are you going to do? If you start all over, Cowboy fans – they're going to set I'm themselves not, back 10 I'm years. I'm not saying start over, but there is a guy named Bill Belichick that's sitting out there, Gene. Well, I, I know. I, I think a lot of people thought that was going to be the easy route to do. But what happens if if, if Bill doesn't like what you, you know, I think Jerry yeah. was afraid that Bill might wanted to change things. And I don't think Jerry was willing. You know, we all saw what Jerry did with Jimmy. I don't think, I think J Jerry feels like I'm closer than I've ever been. I see, I see the water, and I just got to get this horse there. I don't think he, I think he was afraid that Bill might, might 
change something that he 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 didn't but like. See, I don't me, know. And to me, and I know we can't stay on it forever, but to me, yeah. this is why Jerry Jones contradicts himself. Because if you listen to his press conferences, Gene, he says that he would move heaven and earth and do everything he possibly can for this team to win a Super Bowl. Well, and listen, I'm not blaming <laughs> it all on Mike McCarthy, but you've had three years of this, and yes, they've had really good regular seasons. But in his three years, they flopped in the playoffs twice. Um, and, and so, He's going listen, 12 if, you, and five, and if you're doing I, I everything you can to, to try to win a Super Bowl, then it's not doing the same thing over and over again. And that's oh. Mike McCarthy, and that's even like you said, Dak Prescott. Now, listen, quarterbacks don't grow on trees. We know that in the NFL. There, mm. There's not even 32 good starting NFL quarterbacks. So Dak Prescott is one of the upper tier quarterbacks in the league. So it's hard to move on from him and say, hey, who's going to replace him and be just as good as he is? I get that. But you just mentioned it. They're paying this quarterback. He's got, I think, what is it, Gene, almost a $60 million mm. cap yeah. hit next year? Yeah. And you're paying a $60 million cap hit to a guy who's obviously shown he can't, he can't get it done in crunch time. They've got a lot of questions to answer because how do yeah. you build the roster when you have a cap hit like that? And on top of that, he's almost up for an extension again. So – I, I don't know what's going to happen in the future with Dallas, I, but if you're Jerry Jones and you say you want to do everything you can, I just don't see how you stick with the same plan and bring back a coach who has flopped horribly uh, in the playoffs so far. I, I don't know. I mean, you know, if you if, if there's an edge, maybe he's slightly better than 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 uh, Jason Garrett. I mean, I I don't know. Jason Garrett has never won the Super Bowl, so I still think yeah. he's a better coach than Jason Garrett. But at the same time. He's dealing with, you know, I think the running game was a factor this year, but it had nothing to do with Sunday's game, okay? Uh, I mean, they just was not prepared. No leadership is what I see. I mean, Dak's not yeah. a leader. CeeDee Lamb just looked like he checked out of that game early. I mean, it was yeah, still within reach. So I don't know. I I don't know what's going to happen different. Cowboys fans, I tell you, man, yeah, well, I don't know. It's going to be – we, you know, we're going to follow them closely next year. I might even have to go out to Oxnard and see <laughs> what's going to be different. I'm not even a fan. Look, I might – I said we would get Jeff Jeffcoat uh, – Jim Jeffcoat, I'm sorry, on the show and uh, talk with him because I – and I am going to get Jim Jeffcoat on the show because we need to talk to him and see. I, I don't know. I don't know what – Michael Irvin went on uh, TV yeah. and said, just blow it all up. And you yeah. do that. And, and you don't hear that often from him. You don't, you know, I mean, that was Troy frustration. Troy was critical as well. So I, I think, again, I, I'm not saying they're kind of used to this happening now, but mm -hmm. I think this one really was an eye-opener because this was a game they were supposed to win. Yeah, at home, it was, it shocked me, and man. It, it, the path was set up for them not to have to get to San Francisco to that NFC Championship game. It, 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 yeah, but let's not take away oh, yeah, from – the game plan that the Packers put together, because look, when you see them down, you kick them. They, and it didn't take yeah. much kicking. I mean, they just, yeah. look, they took advantage of, of a team that didn't want to win. I mean, and they knew Listen, they had to it, get it's it not done. Fair, Gene. It, it's not fair. The green Bay Packers <laughs> are basically going to go 30 years <laughs> with just replacing one great quarterback with another. I mean, listen, you go from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, And then we were kind of saying, well, Maybe Jordan Love's not this guy, but that's all I needed to see on Sunday, Gene. That, this guy, is, and listen, this is only his first year starting really in the league, mm -hmm. so don't mm -hmm. tell me he's not going to get better. And these back foot throws he's making look just like Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I'm telling you right now, the hey. motion, I could close my eyes and, and it looks like, and listen to it, and it looks like Aaron Rodgers. It sounds like Maybe the key they, to success is not throwing your quarterbacks yeah. out there Maybe. as a rookie. Maybe. <laughs> But you know, you, I mean, you unless unless just, you see Jay Stroud, of rare. course, it's very rare to see a, a a team. I mean, we're talking thirty years, Gene. Thirty years to where they have to really not worry about a quarterback at all because they it's, transition it's, from one to another to another. Yeah, whoever drafted him, look, they called him an idiot when at the time. Uh, well, at least yeah. Aaron Rodgers did. Uh, yeah. Green Bay, even if they don't go far this year, man, two teams in these playoffs have a bright future. We're getting ready yes, to talk about uh, another one here, and that's the Houston Texas uh, Texans. Look here, man. You go 3-13 and 13 and 1, and you bring in, and, I, and we said this last week, uh, look, 
They were 3-13-1. Uh, we all know the history and the drama that the Texans went through. Haven't been to the playoffs in, since 2019. I was at their last playoff game when they beat the Raiders yeah. uh, in 2019. And look, uh, one reason why the Texans are winning, because look who they bring in. You bring in Will Anderson, a winner, Alabama. You bring in uh, D'Amico uh, Ryans, winner, San Francisco. You bring in C.J. Stroud, winner, uh, Ohio State. You put all these combinations together, um, man, things, things, I mean, these guys, all they know is winning. All they know is how to win. And, I mean, this yeah. thing just turned around so quick. Look, Cleveland Browns, I, I mean, look, Joe Flacco, look, we we knew at some point in time the real Joe Flacco would show up, right? I mean, and, and I was telling someone, Dustin, last week that, look, you don't think these guys are sitting around watching film of Joe Flacco. If you're a good defensive coach, you're going to sit around and say, look, hey, hey, kid, I know Joe Flacco. I mean, yeah, you're seeing some good Joe Flacco now. Watch this film. I'm going to show you the bad Joe Flacco. And, and look, man, these guys are going to go out there and they're going to say, Coach, you're right, man. He he does do that. He, 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 he does this. And look, man, Joe Flacco had his worst game. <laughs> you know, and, and yeah, they he, just, he did. <laughs> and he, it was bound to happen, listen, though. It, it was going to happen. It was if... bound to happen. But the reason, the, the reason it happened and the reason that I am just completely shocked and the reason that I picked the Browns to win that game, and I know you did too, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. I, am, I am just completely floored, Gene, at the performance by the Browns defense. Yeah. We are talking about probably the number one defense in the league, if not top two or three, all season long. And they came out there. And you got to, again, give credit to Houston and their game plan. Listen, I want to – you talk about D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. I want to give a shout-out to Bobby Slowick, the offensive coordinator for the Houston Mm -hmm, Texans. mm -hmm. He comes from the Kyle Shanahan tree, and he's going to get a ton of head coaching interviews. In fact, he just interviewed with the Carolina Panthers, and I I truly hope they consider him for the job because you look at the position he's put this quarterback in. Now, don't get me wrong, C.J. Stroud's talent is off the charts, and he's already proved that. But mm-hmm. look at the game plan they did, Gene, the rollouts to buy C.J. Stroud more time, the screening game. I yeah. mean, they just had receivers running yeah. wide open. And yeah. it's the game planning on the defense and the offense by D'Amico Ryan's Bobby Slowick. You talk mm-hmm. about a bright future. I mean, my goodness. I, I'm telling you it's right scary. now, when you talk about this, this Texans and Ravens game, that I'm telling you, yes, you say <laughs> that it's a bright future. The future might be now for the Houston it, Yeah, I know. And, and that's, the, and that's the, the mantra here in Houston, you know. Uh, for the Texans, that's what they're saying. The future is now, but look here. I, I can tell you what happened to the to the Browns defense. Look, you come here in Houston, right? We're gonna give you some brisket. We're gonna give you, <laughs> you know, we got the turkey leg hut. We're gonna feed you and give you some of this good food here, and just kind of knock yeah. you out here and all that yeah. stuff. But no, I don't know what happened because, but I do believe there's some truth to where, you know, uh, it, it wasn't the same. Uh, I mean, look, I mean, this is C.J. Stroud. I mean, look, these rookies, there's not a lot of fam on these rookies, you know. And granted, uh, like you said, give it up to these guys for designing a good game plan here. And, yeah. um, I mean, you, you, I mean, they just, look, they knew they were facing the number one defense. And, and, and shame on the Browns for not, you know, looking at this hot quarterback and these, Look, uh, there was no Tank Dale, but look, you had, you know, Nico uh, Collins, man. Uh, good Lord. Yeah. I mean, they made the, the four, what was it, 45-14? I mean, it was ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. Now, two now two pick sixes from Flacco kind of helped that, but it was. It was ugly, and I know that place in Houston was rocking, and I know they, they, they've got to be listening. That, again, the future is bright, but you can't tell me that that team – and that city, the way they're playing right now, I don't think they can go into Baltimore and give them a game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this is going to be round two for the, those guys because they did play in the regular season. So, uh, Rams in Detroit, which uh, a game that we pumped Great up game. and yeah. the, the the hype there with the return of Matthew Stafford to Detroit and, and uh, Jared Goff. Look, man, Detroit put together another good game plan. And, and, and of course, this game was really, really, really close. Uh, I didn't expect yeah. Detroit to really throw it as much as they did. I thought they would give them a lot of Gibbs and Montgomery. Uh, but, man, that this game really was close. It got down to the wire. Yeah, I was going to say probably the best game of the weekend. I mean, yeah, finally was, to, have it, to have a close game, go down to the wire. And, and you're right, Detroit made the plays when they need to make it. And, listen, I, 
I mean, I, I can't say enough. We, we talked about it all along. I know I didn't pick them to win, but we have talked about the Lions for, for a while now with Dan Campbell. And the, what shows me about Dan Campbell is I just love how he believes in his guys, Gene. And, and nothing shows that better than when they needed a first down to win the game. They didn't just run the ball. They put the ball in Jared Goff's hands and said, go win it. And he made a throw to get a first down and win that game. And listen, Gene, we talk about all these head coaching openings and teams who want to find an offensive guru or a, or a defensive guru. But the main thing that, that Dan Campbell is showing you is go out and find a leader of your football team. And you can figure out the coordinators and stuff after that, but you need a guy in the locker room who the guys believe in and who can lead a group of guys. And that's what Dan Campbell has done. And to see those, those fans in Detroit mm-hmm. crying in the stands after a playoff win, I was happy to see them. Yeah. Yeah. get a win for that city. And like you said, listen, think about with Dallas losing, it sets up perfect. Even the oh Lions players were surprised back to, to back. hear that they were going to get a second home playoff game, <laughs> and it's going to be fun to watch this week. What I will say, the difference in that game, Gene, both offenses were moving the football. It was the fact that once Matthew Stafford and the Rams got down in the red zone, they could not turn it into touchdowns. They settled for a lot of field goals, mm-hmm. and that's that's what ended up being the difference in a one-point game where the Lions squeak out a win. Yeah, it, it, it was unreal, man. I Look, I tell you, and, and the fact that they are getting this done with rookies, I can't remember when rookies were so impactful in, in, yeah. in, in playoff games here like we've seen with Detroit have drafted well, Sam Laporta, who uh, was in that game injured, didn't think he was going to play with that banged up knee and ended up, you know, being a a big time, uh, making big time plays in this game. So this is crazy. So look, Detroit, man, look at, hey, they play so well. They make me want to go out and buy a Ford, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, and listen, (laughs) quick, you want to talk about two, you want to talk about two of the best receivers in the league. Puka Nakua and the performance he put on in that game. Mm-hmm. St. Oh, Brown yeah. and the performance he put on for the Lions. Man, that was fun to watch. And I'm telling you right now, with Sean McVay as the coach, you mean we forget how young he is, Gene. Mm-hmm. If they go out there and they they add some more weapons on defense and even another weapon on offense to go with Cooper Cup and Nakua in the future and the way Stafford's kind of rejuvenated himself, the Rams are going to be a factor going forward as well. Yeah, they are going to improve. So then, then we had the uh... – the rescheduled game between the you Steelers. You want to talk and, about this one, Gene? You well, yeah, I do. I mean, I look. I, I have no look. I, look, I, our listeners, uh, even the ones in Vegas, uh, when we spend our year residency out there, I think everybody, everybody, all of all of our listeners know that I'm a Steelers fan. But look, the, the Steelers were not going to win that game uh, against Buffalo. Buffalo is on a mission. Look, anytime you allow a quarterback to go uh, 52 yards, uh, damn near untouched. Uh, or barely touched, uh, <laughs> Buffalo. Buffalo is determined, and and there's a reason why they got that number two seed, Dustin, because they knew how important it was to get the number two seed, and and here they are, uh, Kansas City having to make the trip up there uh, instead of it being vice versa. So Buffalo is on the mission. Buffalo was one of those teams that I had picked to go to the Super Bowl. Cowboys were, was the other one. So if Buffalo. Buffalo listens to this show, man. They we talked about the window of opportunity, and they listen, and they are Buffalo is a serious threat to beat Baltimore if if because they own a they own a collision course for the one and two seeds there. If Houston is not successful this week, uh, they're gonna face each other. Buffalo, I, if any team's capable of going to Baltimore and beating Baltimore, it's these Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mean, they're they're probably the hottest team in football right now. And listen, I mean, like we, we talked about before, they overcame adversity when, when people thought they were down and out in the middle of the season. They make a change of offensive coordinator. We're kind of going, why are they making this change? But Joe Brady, we got to give him credit as offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He has really made a difference on this team. The balance that they have to run and throw the ball now is just yeah. it's just so such a difference for this yeah. team. And, and again, we talk about Josh Allen, man. When he, when he doesn't turn the ball over, Gene, I mean, he he arguably is the second best quarterback in the league. That's true. Behind Patrick Mahomes, when he does not turn the ball over, because of what he can do with his arms and legs. And I know Lamar Jackson can do that as well. But Lamar doesn't necessarily have the cannon that Josh Allen does with an arm and the way he's built with his size, the way he can run over people and even take off from people in that touchdown run. 
he just brings so much to the game. And yeah. props to the Bills' defense, too, making some plays. I mean, it's just the yeah. team's just clicking. We talk about it. They're clicking on all cylinders right now, and they're going to be a force going through to the rest of the playoffs. They they are. And the weapons that he have, man, whether it's Shakir, yeah. whether it's, it's Gabe Another Davis. Another Kincaid. Yeah. Whether it's Kincaid, you know. I mean, they just got – I mean, come on, man. This, this, is, this is why these playoffs – and I just think – and I know I'm, I'm fast forward uh, here, but I mean, when it comes to the Ravens, I just don't the Ravens don't match up with Buffalo. So, I mean, I, yeah. I just don't think they do. I mean, man, so this is why this is setting up to be pretty interesting. So those are the uh, the the uh, the recaps from uh, the wildcard. Well, weekend, real so. quick, hang on. Don't 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 finish the recaps without at least saying a couple words about your Steelers and what you think about how they end up. Well, well, look, I I know I was trying to ease out. of. I'm not going to let you do that. Well, look, I I think Mason Rudolph, I think it was good to start Mason because he had led you uh, from the regular season, getting those wins there. I mean, it was the right thing to do. I mean, Kenny Pickett was injured. And even when Kenny got uh, healthy, uh, you just, there was no way you could start, uh, Kenny Pickett, and then yeah. you know he loses the game, and then the fans are going to be looking at you like, okay, well, Mason <laughs> was three yeah. and zero, so what the hell are you doing? And, and I honestly, mean, after the slow start, they they got back into that football game. They really did. And I mean, there was some questionable, you know, calling there, and I don't, you know, like to get caught up in all of that type of stuff. But I mean, look, they played well. They didn't, you know, look, Steeler fans, we like to kind of judge ourselves on what the Cowboys do. And the Cowboys got the brakes beat <laughs> off of them. We made it a competitive game, at least. So. Yeah, you did. Um, you did. It's just amazing how, listen, the defense is still good, but it just shows the type of game changer that T.J. Watt is. That defense is just not the big same time, big when he's time. not on it's the not, It's not the same. And, uh, you know, and, and, and look, and, and, and Mike, I wasn't really – happy with the the, the, the press conference yeah. because look you know I've had the opportunity to, to interview Mike Tomlin a couple of times and look this guy will sit there and 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 say fire away question after question yeah. after question he has an answer he's almost like a politician the way he addressed dresses the media so I don't yeah. know exactly what got into him he had to know that that question was coming Dustin Absolutely. and maybe he just wasn't I mean, look, it's a tough question to ask when you get beat, you know, in a playoff game there. But he's still, I mean, I like the fact that he uh, has since apologized for that and he has addressed that. But uh, it was unlike Mike Tomlin to do something like that. Uh, but you it can was. always blame it on a, a playoff loss. It was. It, it, it was uncharacteristic. He was he was caught up in the moment. I think mm-hmm. he's already came out and said he could have handled a little better, and he's mm-hmm. answered some more questions at his news, his, his season-ending press conference. And it sounds like I'm surprised that the decision happened so quickly, but it sounds like he's going to be back next year. I thought he would take some more time. I did too. To kind of try to make too. a decision, but but hey, it, good on him for making it quick and saying, "Hey, I'm here. I'm ready to go to work." And you know, we'll see what happens. The, the same question. I mean, Gene, you know this as a Steelers fan. The same questions linger this offseason as they've done the last three or four offseasons. What's going to happen at quarterback? Can this yeah, offense we, get we figured still need out? To know. Because the defense is going to be there. So it, it's all about yeah. the quarterback, the offense, who's going to be the offensive coordinator. And it's the same question they've had ever since kind of Big Ben's been on the decline and since he, he stepped away. Well, uh, Kenny Pickett is going to be QB1. He said that it will be an open competition. But I don't know how much of a competition because I don't think – look, when Mason Rudolph – I was so excited about Mason Rudolph coming to the Steelers that I went up to – I've never gone to a rookie minicamp, okay? I had to be really desperate and excited to go to a rookie minicamp. And and yeah. I spoke with, with, with uh, Mason Rudolph because, look, not only did they bring in Mason, they brought in James Washington. Both of these guys, yeah. Dustin, put up crazy numbers at Oklahoma State. And and I saw Mason doing some crazy things out there with the with the first offense. Uh, even when Ben was there. So, yeah. I mean, it, it looked good. I don't know what happened. And, man, it's crazy that he's been there, what, five, almost six years. They will be very lucky if Mason is still on the roster. Mason might get picked up by somebody else. So when Mike Tomlin speaks of quarterback competition, who the hell is going to be competing with Kenny Pickett? 
Yeah. It ain't going to be Mitchell I, Trubisky. Yeah. No, I don't think there's going to be much competition <laughs> there. So it will be a big year for Pickett to see what he can do next year. Yeah, I mean, because I, I think Mason Rudolph, if, the, the three games that we saw what Mason did here in these last couple of games, Mason was yeah. auditioning for somebody yeah. else. And I, and I really do think Mason may not be a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. He's a free agent. You know, somebody that he, he played well, so somebody may look at him to be their backup quarterback. Um, so so it will be interesting to see. And, and you're right. I think Pickett has another year to kind of – because he's really not young. He's not as young as some of these other rookie quarterbacks. So he's got another year to prove that, hey, I, I can be the guy or they're probably going to be looking elsewhere in Pittsburgh. Yeah. So are you ready to jump into this action? I, I'm ready. Let, let's do it. You ready for this smoke like Shannon oh, Sharp says? I, I'm ready because I've, I've got a surprise <laughs> for you in these picks. So you're going to be pretty oh, shocked by one of these goodness. picks. All right. Well, let's see. What game we want to start with here? Do we, what, 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 okay. Let, how about we just start with the Houston Texans? Yeah. Uh, the four seed. Does it really matter that, that they're the four seed? They're going to be at Baltimore taking on the number one seed. So, look, mm. Texans uh, won the division title there, you know, all of that good stuff, right? Uh, rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, you know, all that stuff, right? And yeah. Baltimore, I like to say this because Baltimore has been sitting on their ass, all right? So, just kind of waiting. <laughs> and uh, John Harbaugh, right? So, he, he's, he, you know, he's, he's, he. He was uh, asked uh, the other day about the Texans. And, uh, uh, Dustin, we're going to play uh, some comments here. Okay. Uh, you know, they're just 17 weeks better. You know, I think they do a good job, obviously. They, they, uh, they've steadily improved every single week. I thought they were a very good football team week one. I think uh, if you go back and check your record, you'll, you'll find that. You know, so they've, uh, they haven't surprised me or they haven't surprised us. They've, they've done pretty much what – what I thought they were going to do. They're a very good football team. They're very talented. They play very hard. Uh, they execute at a high level. The, you know, CJ is just doing a phenomenal job. Um, uh, Nico Collins, Michigan guy, you know, man, he's he's a go-to guy for them. A lot of a lot of skill players. Good offensive line playing. Very physical. Defense is all over the field as you'd expect. You know, obviously, uh, just a really good football team. Two great quarterbacks, Josh Allen. So 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 here's the thing Josh. here. Um, you like how he threw Nico Collins in there, right? Being, being the Michigan guy, he had guy, to. So. He had to. He had to give a shout out to the Michigan Wolverines and his brother. So Donald you think Obama. you think he talked to his brother yeah. about? Uh, look here, I need every bit of information that you can give me on Nico Collins. Oh, absolutely. He said, "Listen, listen, Jim. I know you're celebrating a national title. I know you're trying to maybe become a head coach in the NFL again. But I'm gonna need you to take a couple hours and let me know what you got on Nico Collins." But look, I mean, it's it's uh, I don't know. I I, I guess when you uh, uh, Mark Andrews uh, perhaps could make his first yeah, that's, appearance that's back. Yeah. Not only will they have Mark Andrews for the Ravens, but how about Isaiah Likely, who's really been filling in very well, okay, yeah. uh, in his shoes. So uh, the Texans will have their hands full too because uh, Lamar Jackson, who uh, could be the MVP this year. Uh, man, you know, I think John Harbaugh is going to have the team prepared. Uh, it's just that you, you know, you, Dustin, you've interviewed a lot of players, you, you know, uh, from, from the, the, especially during the Cam Newton days and when the, when the, the Panthers were uh, a number one seed and they sat there and waited, you know, players want to be playing. They'd rather be playing and yeah. no one wants a freight train that's hot coming in uh, that's been playing. Yeah, listen, there, there, there's so many storylines coming to this game, obviously, with C.J. Stroud, the way the Texans are playing, Baltimore, who who has been a freight train, and Lamar Jackson, most likely the MVP. And listen, we talked about Dak Prescott earlier. There's a lot of questions to be, you know, surrounding Lamar Jackson and his playoff time. So can he finally step up and take his team on that deep run to the Super Bowl because that, I think that's the next step that everybody's trying to see from Lamar Jackson. They know how dynamic and explosive he is. They know the type of player he is. But now it's time for him to be that guy to carry his team deep into the playoffs. So, so many storylines going on. That Mark Andrews one is huge for me, Gene, because people, I mean, that's, that is Lamar Jackson's safety valve. And to have him back to go along with likely, let's also mention they brought Dalvin Cook up to the 53-man roster 
They're going to have him ready to go as one of their running backs. So they, they there should be no excuses for Baltimore. They've got all hands on deck. They're the number um, you know, one seed at home. 17. But you're right. The Texans are going to come in. They're going to be ready to play. The spread is nine and a half, Gene. If you tell me right now, give me that nine and a half points because I do think this is going to be a close football game. But with all that being said, being in Baltimore, with them getting healthy with Mark Andrews, the way they've been playing – I think that defense is good enough to finally maybe make C.J. Stroud make a couple of rookie mistakes that he has not made, and I expect the Ravens to get a win. But let me say it one more time. I think this is going to be a game that comes down to the fourth quarter, and I mm. think it's going to be that close. And I would take the nine-point spread easily. I think the Houston Texans covered that easily. And I see this being a three-point game, possibly a late touchdown late to win by seven. But this is going to be a battle throughout, and I'll take the Ravens in a close game. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens, too. I mean, I, I think it's going to be closer than that nine points. I Look, I think C.J. is going to see a lot of Roquan Smith, which is something yeah. that he doesn't want to see. Patrick Queen, I think he's going to see a lot of him. And Geno Stone, which, you know, because Ravens proud yeah. themselves Clowny. on defense there. Yeah. And Clowney. Uh, yeah. Clowney gets to go against his old team, the team that drafted him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, and, you know, he had nine and a half sacks uh, uh, this season. So, uh, uh, they Houston drafted him number one overall in 2014. So, yeah, I, I just think, uh, you know, but look here, I would not be surprised, though. I mean, this is crazy because, look, uh, don't go to sleep on the Texans defense because Will Anderson yeah. is going to make things really interesting for Lamar. And Lamar could find himself running uh, a lot. Uh, and running away from Will Anderson and and Blake Cashman. Blake Cashman, good Lord, this guy leads the team in tackles. I mean, he's he's averaging about, what, 15, 20 damn tackles a game. Yeah, and and I'm going to be interested to see how D'Amico Ryan schemes this game because we know his defensive mind, that he has been studying this every minute of every day of how to game plan for Lamar Jackson. So I am very interested to see that chess match as well. And you're right. It's not going to surprise me if they pull the upset. I, I said no, it won't, it's going to be a fourth be, yeah. quarter game. And it's going to, I think it's going to come down to which quarterback makes that big time play in the fourth quarter. And as good as CJ Stroud has been at making those plays, I'm going to hope that this is Lamar's breakout moment where he shows why he's the MVP and carries his team to a win in the fourth quarter. Because if not, Honestly, it's only fair to have those same questions about Lamar Jackson in the playoffs that we've been talking about with Dak Prescott in the playoffs because yeah. they kind of got that same playoff record going Th right That's now. true. That's true. And, and look, let's forget it. I mean, look, C.J. Stroud, man, let, let's drop the rookie stuff because the boy is playing yeah. anything. You're right. You know, he's not playing like a MVP rookie. MVP candidate point. in himself. Yeah, he's an MVP <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. And, and, yeah, so we, we should see. So we both like the Ravens and – and uh, in the one divisional matchup. So the other one here, the Green Bay Packers, uh, NFC North, the number seven seed, hot off a big time thrashing of the Dallas Cowboys, uh, 48 32. Uh, that 48 32, boy, they look that 32, it seemed like it was close. We all know that uh, that game was, was nowhere not. near that. No. They would take on the number one seed, uh, in the NFC, the San Francisco 49ers, you know, Brock Purdy, uh, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, you know, the usual suspect over there, Debo Samuel, George Kittle. Um, so, Dustin, i let you go with this one. Yeah, listen, I feel like I'm going to say this a lot in these games. I, I think this game is going to be closer than advertised. I, I think the Packers have, have found something. I think Matt LaFleur is a very good offensive-minded uh, coach. He shows that he's coaching his butt off even after getting rid of Aaron Rodgers. And obviously the Packers have a lot of momentum and they're riding high after winning in Dallas. So I think they're going to come in ready to play from the jump. The big thing is having Aaron Jones healthy. You can see it to be able to rely on that run game. Now that's going to be a big, big question if they can run the ball against this 49ers defense. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I, I think the 49ers are primed um, to, to come out and get a win. Um, like I said, I think this will probably be a close game for, about three quarters, I could see the 49ers winning by seven or ten points late. Because I think, again, it kind of goes back to, I know we talked about C.J. Stroud as a rookie. And even though Love's not a rookie, this is his first year starting. I, I expect that 49ers defense to 
to throw out some confusing looks his way and make it way more difficult than the Dallas Cowboys. I don't, I don't know what defense the Dallas Cowboys were running, Gene, because guys were open mm-hmm. by like 20 yards, and that's yeah. not going to happen against this 49ers defense. So I, I think that the, the Packers can obviously hang. Jordan Love showed that he can play. But this pack, this this 49ers defense, and, and on top of that, the weapons they have on offense, McCaffrey's probably going to be primed for a big game. I, I think the 49ers are going to get a win. Because let's not forget, Gene, the Packers defense going into this playoffs was actually considered one of the bottom defenses mm-hmm. in the NFL. So that's mm-hmm. why I'm surprised that the Cowboys offense, who was the top offense, didn't do more. And I think these weapons with Debo, Christian McCaffrey, Ayuk, and Kittle are going to find a way to exploit that Packers defense. Yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, Brock Purdy is going to be throwing a 64-yard uh, pass to Darnell Savage, you know, no. like what we what we saw. I mean, a wide-open pass there. Wide I mean, open. I, Savage didn't have to do anything, you know, but just wait for that pass. He turned him into a wide receiver for the most part, Dak Prescott did. Uh, yeah, I mean, this is just – I mean, this – look, nothing I, – I, I, th- I just think this defense is really going to wake, you know, uh, Jordan Love up. I mean, I look, yeah, they yeah. got their best win – I still think the future looks bright for for Green Bay. Uh, hell, the future looks bright for the NFC North. The only team it in does. that division that needs to get their crap together is the Chicago Bears, right? Who I still think is going to who screw have a this, bright future. <laughs> that's going to screw this draft up if they get rid yeah. of Justin Fields. That's a, that's another show we're going to talk about, right? That is. But uh, I like the Forty Niners in this. Uh, look, I know we, we're going to go against these number one seeds at some point because yeah, maybe point. not in the division rounds. Um, but folks look and, and, and all of the playoffs, the number one seeds have only met up like what? 13 times. I think we said, right. So, yeah, I mean, it just doesn't happen as often as you think. And, uh, and maybe next week, maybe the, this weekend, uh, a tell the tale of who's going to be in the, uh, going to Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. But I like the 49ers. I, I just think uh, Shanahan is going to put together a good game plan. And yeah. and, and I like uh, the 49ers to, 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 to be at home next week uh, hosting the uh, the NFC Championship game. So, all right, the next one. Ooh, our favorite team here. You know, we've been on this this team's bandwagon for a while, right? We have. And, uh, we have. and, and then uh, Tampa. Look, you know, I like Tampa, our – our on-the-spot reporter, she's been doing a hell of a job with the Buccaneers. And look, the Buccaneers, Baker Mayfield, uh, exceeding expectations. No one thought that, you know, when 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 Tom Brady left the Buccaneers, uh, the Buccaneers were left for dead. And yeah. no one thought that Baker Mayfield, of all people, uh, who, who's, you know, on his third team uh, in the NFL, would be the savior of, of the Buccaneers. Me and you made fun of who would actually, well, we knew Baker would be the quarterback, but we just didn't think the NFC South was like wide open. And we, yeah. you know, didn't know who would end up being the, uh, the, the division winner. But I mean, look what we got here. We got the Buccaneers heading up to Detroit to take on the, the Lions and the Lions. Boy, wasn't it, wasn't it exciting just to see those fans there uh, just embracing awesome. this yeah. moment. And uh, yeah, here it, they it are. Was, it was just so, I mean, listen, uh, people, I mean, people don't realize, I mean, we're talking about people who haven't seen it in their lifetime. Gene. So I know. That's just to true. see those fans celebrate it, it's pretty crazy. In it, it, it really is, Dustin. And, and, uh, and, and, and look, not only are we just sort of embracing Detroit because, you know, they haven't been there and it's been 30 years. And some folks, you know, if you're 30 years old or younger, you don't know what the hell we're talking about. Right. But, you know, I mean, uh, I mean, look, this, 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 this is a team that, that has just, you know, uh, through the years, have had bad, 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 bad teams. Uh, believe it or not, Cleveland has been worse, but Detroit just seems always yeah. to to, to yeah. get the brunt of it. But I mean, they are in a position that they haven't seen in years, and I think I think they're gonna make the best of it. They're going up against the Buccaneers. They get back to back playoff games at home for the first time in and what is it, Dustin, thirty thirty five years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and. Uh, I I got them winning this game, man. They are gonna have fun Sunday. Um, uh, you know, 
they 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 they're gonna win. They're gonna beat. They're gonna. Is, is it Sunday? When is this game? Anyway? Yeah, yeah, Sunday. Sunday at, Sunday at three o'clock. Three yeah. Eastern. Yeah, they they are going to beat the the, the Buccaneers. And uh, I mean, I like the Buccaneers' success and what has happened with them, but I I gotta go with uh, the Detroit Lions to 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 win this game. Yeah, I mean, listen, that place is going to be rocking on Sunday. We know that for a fact. And 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 I, I just listen. I, I've been wrong about Tampa all year. I fully admit that. So. Tampa Bay fans are probably going to be very happy with my pick that I am not picking them to win this game. I just think, Gene, and I just think, listen, the Lions to get that first playoff win uh, under their belt and to get it, get over the hump and to do it against a guy like Matt Stafford, who used to play in Detroit. I just think that's going to take the, take the pressure off of them so much. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to open up so much more like that the, the, the floodgates can open like this. This was the step they needed to take. That last year they, you know, they beat they beat the Packers on the last week of the season. They didn't make it, but they knocked the Packers out. They took that step. This year they win the division. They get that first playoff win under their belt, and I don't know, in 30, 30 something years. And I just think this is gonna. They're playing with house money now, and I think they're gonna go out. And I think they're just gonna probably have one of their best performances of the season. And I could see them taking care of Tampa pretty easily. I, I know Tampa was impressive against Philly. But I also want to we we got to remember the problems that Philly had that they had been getting beat like that by teams like the Giants and other teams like that in the prior weeks. So I just think that the Lions are primed for this, and to get that win and get over the hump is going to give them so much extra juice going into Sunday that they're going to go out there and put on a dominant performance and win this game. Watch out, Baker Mayfield, uh, Aiden Hutchinson, boy, two sacks yeah, last week. Coming. Man, this guy. Yeah. He's coming, right? So, and look at uh, Jared Goff, man. Uh, He can become the first quarterback in NFL history with a completion percentage of 75 uh, or higher in three consecutive playoff games. Can you believe that? The little things that you don't notice. And just think about the confidence he's playing with. You know, I mentioned it earlier about his coach believing him and putting the ball in his hands. No player can have a better feeling than to have that backing from their coach to say, here's the ball, go out and perform and win the game. And so golf's got to be riding, riding an all-time high and got to be feeling good going into this game. And you mentioned earlier the weapons. We're talking about Laporta and St. Brown and Gibbs and Montgomery. I mean, they have the weapons to go out there and get it done. So I, I, I love the Lions in this spot on Sunday. Oh, my goodness. So we both like Man. Detroit. Well, yeah, actually, three three all of our pick. picks are the same, but yeah, I are. think we are going separate ways here on this yeah. last pick here, and that is the big game in Buffalo. Okay, game I of think the weekend. They are still shoveling snow here. This game is Sunday night, six thirty Eastern time. Uh, Tony Romo, Jim Nance are going to call this game. Kansas City Chiefs. And the Buffalo Bills. Now, the Chiefs, okay, Chiefs fans are spoiled, okay? They're trying to get the sixth straight championship game. And I, and I, Dustin, man, this, this is tough because <laughs> normally this game would be in Kansas City. It but would. because they got the three seed, Buffalo's got the two, things have changed, man. This, 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 this is a different one. And look, uh, my boy, is ready to play. And you know who I'm talking about? I'm talking about Von Miller, right? Okay. Von Miller is ready to play. And can I be so kind, Dustin? Can you just spare me a moment to play some comments from Von Miller and what this divisional round game means to Von Miller? Two great quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes. Divisional round, like here in Buffalo, like it doesn't get any better than this. These are the type of games that, that you play the sport for. And, um, you know, I'm excited for it. Our team is excited for it. Um, and it's going to be a magical game that I'll always remember for the rest of my life. Hey, can you believe that, man? Yeah. You know what? They brought him in there. I know he's been banged up, you know. Um, but look, man, th- th- this is huge. And, and you know, he won the Super Bowl uh, with the Broncos, right? Yeah. And uh, didn't he get one with the Rams too, right? He did. He did. Yes, he did. And uh, here he is. Mean Gene has already put him in the Super Bowl, right? <laughs> so, so I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I, hey, look here, man. He's tried to get one with with the Bills. So uh, 
he's excited, man. And 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 look, uh, they they talked to him after practice on Wednesday. So, uh, I mean, this guy's been beat up, but he's a leader in the locker room. But man, this is gonna be a big, big, big game here because Buffalo, they they they're feeling it, man. They 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 they're yeah. feeling it, Dustin. Listen, it's the game of the weekend, and and I've seen so many people talk about it, and I think they're right. This this Josh Allen. Patrick Mahomes rivalry really is turning so far into the next Brady Manning rivalry. The, these guys have been going at it now for a few years. These games are close. We remember that game where Buffalo went to Kansas city and had the game wrapped up, but they played some soft defense and let Kansas city score within 13 seconds to win the game. There's so much that goes into this rivalry and you're right. This is the bills chance gene on their home field for the first time. We're talking about the first road playoff game for Patrick Mahomes. Can you believe I'm saying that? The first road yeah, playoff game yeah. for Patrick Mahomes. Think about how many years he's been in the league and how many straight AFC championship games they've been to. So this is new territory for him. And it's it, I just can't wait to watch this on Sunday night to round out the games. And listen, <laughs> I, I'm going to sound like people who listen to the show every week are probably going to go, man, Dustin just completely flip-flopping because I was with you last week. I said the Bills are going to go to the Super Bowl. And – their performance on Sunday or Monday should not have changed that from what I've seen because I still think they are the hottest team in the league. But something inside of me, Gene, is telling me Patrick Mahomes on the road as an underdog, the Chiefs are hearing all about how this is the Bills' time. It's their destiny. They finally got a home game against the Chiefs. They're going to take care of business. I just think Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid are going to be hearing this all week and they are going to be ready to go on Sunday. And you have to admit, it's really hard to bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in the playoffs. Mm. And the biggest factor for mm. me, honestly, Gene, is not even Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes. The biggest factor that proved to me of why I'm picking them to win this game is the Kansas City Chiefs defense. And they showed that last week when they completely shut down the Miami Dolphins in that offense. I know it was a frostbite game, a cold weather game, but it's going to be like that again this weekend. I think Buffalo is expecting 30 more inches of snow before this game even gets started. They're looking for people to shovel snow, Gene, if you want to make the trip up to Buffalo this weekend. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, I, with that I defense, need more than $20 an hour, you man. You do. You do. <laughs> and listen, I think it's the best defense that Mahomes has ever had. And I think with that and with them hearing how this is Buffalo's time, I just think Kansas City is going to be on a mission, and it's going to be one of those magical games where it's going to come down probably to who has the ball last. And if you're going to give me a chance to take Mahomes with the ball last to make a play to win the game, I'm going to take it. So give me the Chiefs to go into Buffalo and get a win mm. on Sunday night. And that's a tall order, Dustin, because, look, first of all, you say that Miami – Miami just hasn't. I, I don't know what's going on with Miami. They, they just, haven't, but they had an explosive offense. You do have. They to they that. did, but look, you take them out of Miami, man, and they didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, um, Buffalo. The 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 one thing that Miami. I mean, the one thing that Kansas City and Buffalo have in common is that they both own Miami. You know, yeah. True. So Buffalo went down there in the last season of the game. I mean, the last uh, the last game of the regular season. And 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 just beat them and owned them like they buff they they didn't even win in their own stadium, and yeah. uh, and then Kansas City you know they didn't have a chance in this cold playoff game there, so I don't know I, I just think I would take Buffalo's defense over Kansas City's I just have to I mean you're talking Greg Russo you're talking Ed Oliver you're talking we just heard from you know Von Miller I mean I don't know Dustin man I and look. And even on the offense here, this double tight end set there with with the Dalton Kincaid and and Dawson yeah. Knox there, and look, man, you just saw a quarterback run fifty two yards on the Pittsburgh Steelers defense. This Buffalo team is determined, and the reason why you know you get this history of Mahomes and 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 Josh Allen, boy, look what Buffalo. Well, they are 14, 14 and two at home in playoff games. I mean, this goes way back to the, you know, Jim Kelly days and all that good stuff. And I know Andy Reid and those guys are hot, man. But I don't know, Dustin. I just think, look, I told you. What what did I say a couple of weeks ago? I said Andy Reid is going to retire after the, the this season. You did. And I believe it's going to happen this. I, th I, think, I think it's going to happen Monday morning. 
because they I think they're going to lose. Um, I don't think it's going to be Kansas City going to uh, Baltimore as we have picked Baltimore to win uh, to get to the AFC Championship game. I think it's going to be Buffalo going to uh, Baltimore. I, I got Buffalo. I, I Well, I have to. I mean, I, I you know I can't pick Kansas City. Yeah, I, you're 50% of my uh, – you know, preseason pick is in the you know is yeah. still alive here. Yeah, and last week I had them. I had I had Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. I, so so whatever happens in this game is not going to surprise me because these two teams are are that good, and either team can win no matter where the game is. So I I, I can't wait to watch it. And you're right, it's going to be probably be who wins this game in the trenches because you just mentioned Von Miller and all those guys. Chris Jones on the Kansas City Chiefs side. Man, yeah, these these defensive be... lines are playing well. It's going to be one of those physical games. Can Pacheco run the ball? Can James Cook run the ball? Is Allen going to use his legs? Um, I mean, uh, Kansas City's got to oh, go. Yeah, Allen is going to use his legs. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah, he I is. Mean, he is. And, he, and Kansas is. City's got to go in with Rice and, 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 and Kelsey, obviously. So, I mean, it, it's going to be an unbelievable game to watch. And, and, and uh, Dustin, those those Buffalo fans are, 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 are slightly no different than those uh, Detroit fans. I mean, they, oh, they, they, they want it. They, they, they haven't, you know, been able to, to, to host uh, a game. Look, if, 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 if they're going to be rooting for the Texans to knock off Baltimore so <laughs> they can host. They can get a game. <laughs> they can host the AFC Championship game. So, this is great stuff. So, hey, folks, look, uh, we hope you enjoyed this show because I think we're going to replay this tomorrow because we got a couple of days before uh, the game. So we want people to hear it as much as, as possible. So, uh, Dustin, Sports Kings, uh, we're always working on stuff. We are working on uh, – we're going to be out in Vegas for uh, a brief stint for the Super Bowl. We're going to go out there and do some uh, interviews uh, – during the Super Bowl and and then uh, uh, and, and, and and come back, but uh, we definitely got to get out there and 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 get a feel of the city. Uh, for those of you who are not familiar with this show, we uh, me and Dustin we've been doing this for for many years, but we we're fresh off a uh, one year residency out in Las Vegas. We were out there at Virgin Hotels work, working on some stuff. I got to call Icky Woods and see what he's yeah. doing. Uh, and see see what what he thinks on this. We try to get Icky on the show, and then I I did speak with uh, Brian Diardo, uh, senior sports writer over there at CBS Sports. Brian, I think we're gonna get Brian on next week, Dustin, uh, as we get to the championship week. So we get Brian on, um, and and uh, he had a, a death in the family, so that's why we haven't uh, been able to to get him on there. But uh, he's doing well now, so we're gonna get his thoughts and opinions on these. Uh, final four as we get into the final four next week but Dustin man so hey we'll get back and grade our papers next week and see uh, how we do here man I tell you what uh, we stunk it up in the wild card weekend and uh, we, we'll see uh, what happens I want to thank folks uh, uh, for those of you who uh, uh, take the time uh, who take the time to jump into the uh, listening uh, live here on uh, Podbean as we stream here you can catch this show uh, the, the the podcast on iHeart or wherever you listen to your favorite uh, uh, podcast. So the, uh, Dustin, we we hey man, good luck and uh, can't, wait. can't wait. We enjoy the games this weekend. So folks, hey, enjoy your evening, and we'll see you back again next week here on the Sports King Show with uh, me, Gene, and Dustin Pfeiffer. Enjoy your evening.